reigns supreme first in our hearts and in our lives and in our midst. Hallelujah. Amen. With scripture in the book of First Peter, I want to read to you. And then we are going to get into our message for today. Today we are continuing our series on the revelation of Christ, the revelation of Christ. Last week we touched on a few things concerning the Christos, the anointed one. And we had said that because he is the anointed one, we are also in him anointed. Hallelujah. And we said that just as God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good in the same way as we are in the Christos we've also received that same anointing therefore we also walk around doing good and manifesting the power of the Christ in destroying all the works of the devil and bringing men to the saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ hallelujah through the gospel amen and amen but this, before we begin today, I, I want to I want to read a scripture to you. First Peter, if you have your Bible, First Peter chapter number one, verse twelve. First Peter chapter number one, verse twelve. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And this is so important. I I think, entry, I have discovered the secret of the early apostles. And if I'm wrong, also you can let me know. But I think, I just think I've discovered the secret of the early apostles. Why they were so effective in their spreading of the gospel. Why they were so effective in their, their propagation of the gospel to the ends of the world. Hallelujah. There was something that we had, which we also have, that made them so effective. Let's read it. First Peter chapter number 1 verse 2, the Bible says, It was revealed to them. That is talking about the prophets of old. That they were not serving themselves, but you. Talking about us. When they spoke of the things that have now been told you by those who preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit, then even angels long to look into these things. Hallelujah. It says, when they spoke to you, when they spoke of the things that have now been told you by those who preach the gospel to you by the Holy Ghost sent from heaven. You see, the reason the early apostles were effective in the business of the gospel was because they preached it, they announced it, they proclaimed it, they propagated it, they prophesied the gospel by the Holy Ghost, meaning that they depended on the Spirit sent from heaven. Remember what Jesus said, he said, I go to the Father, and it is good for you that I go, for if I go not, the Comforter will not come, whom I will send from the Father. Hallelujah. They preached by the Holy Ghost. And because they did so, Christ, his words on their tongues were confirmed with signs and wonders following. They preached by the Holy Ghost. They did not preach by their intellect. They did not preach by what was popular in their day. Uh, they did not preach by what the people wanted to hear. They preached by 
the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Meaning that the words that came out of them were given them by the Spirit. That is why I love this scripture that says that he whom God has sent speaketh the words of God or speaks the words of God for God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. That means that for a man to be able to speak the word of God in authority, in clarity and in truth, he needs the Spirit sent from above. Hallelujah. That was their secret. That was their secret. In their mind, they could not do it. By their own power, they could not do it. No wonder the shadow of Peter was healing the sick. No wonder Paul could preach to distant lands and could cover the whole of Asia Minor. Why? By the Holy Ghost. By the Holy Ghost. And daily beloved, we also cannot achieve kingdom results, results that are are worthy in the sight of God, results that is pleasing in the sight of God, results that have eternal value unless we do it by the Spirit. Hallelujah. I see many coming to Christ and their life in Christ is almost a night they wonder. Why? Because they did not come by the Spirit. The Bible says that when the Holy Ghost comes, He will convict the world of sin and judgment. Hallelujah. Unless you preach by the Holy Ghost, there is no conviction of man's sin, and there cannot be any renewal by the Spirit. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says in the book of Titus 3 verse 5, not by works of righteousness which you have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. How? Through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. There is an act of the Holy Ghost needed for salvation to be complete. And after salvation is even complete, there, there needs to be an act of the Holy Ghost, which we call the sealing of the Spirit. So that you are sealed by the Holy Ghost unto eternal life. Listen, brethren, we cannot do without the Spirit. The Spirit of God is our helper. And how many times as believers, we need help in our lives, and we have never made use of the greatest help we've ever been given, which is the Holy Ghost. Every man needs help. You need help. Everybody in this life needs help. Help in your academics. Help in your finances. Help in your marriage, in your relationship, in your family. In every area you need help. But God gave us someone to be our everyday helper. It's the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. It's the Holy Spirit from above. And most importantly, he's been given to us so that by him we can boldly proclaim the gospel. We can set forth the truths of the gospel fearlessly. We can, with clarity, unveil the truth of the gospel. Hallelujah. By the Spirit. By the Spirit. No wonder the Bible says that, you know, pray always with all manner of prayer in the Spirit. Hallelujah. The Bible says, walk in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Live. The Bible says, if we live by the Spirit, we should walk in the Spirit. You see, every, the Bible says, as many as are, as are led by the Spirit, they have, everything in the kingdom, or everything in the new, in our faith now, is by the Spirit. And let me just say something here. 
when the Bible talks about praying in the Spirit, it's not only praying in the it, it, or when the Bible talks about praying in the Holy Ghost or praying in the Spirit, it's not only speaking in tongues. Sometimes that's what we think. But speaking in tongues is one of the is, is one of the chiefest ways of praying in the spirit. When the Bible talks about praying in the spirit, let me help you to understand it a little bit. I don't know why I have to explain this, but I feel impressed upon my heart to do so. The Bible talks about how we should walk in the spirit and not gratify the desires of the flesh. Hallelujah. How do you walk in the spirit? By walking in the word of God. The Bible says, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourself in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, and making melody in your heart. How do you get filled with the Spirit? When you look at the parallel of being filled with the Word of God, is the same. The product is the same. So be filled with the Spirit means be filled with God's Word. Jesus said, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. The Spirit of God is imparted through His Word. Hallelujah. So to pray in the Spirit is to pray in the Word. That means all your request and your prayer must be by the word. You must speak God's word back to him. And one of the chiefest ways to do so is by praying in tongues. Because when you are praying in tongues, your spirit by the Holy Ghost is praying. So every word that is spoken in unknown tongues is the word of God. Sometimes they are magnificent we are given unto God. Hallelujah. But it must be the word of God. So you should pray God's word. You should give thanks to God according to his word. Hallelujah. When you are giving thanks, you should not say, Oh God, I thank you. Many people died this year, but me and my life. No. Don't say that. That's not a proper way to give thanks. You don't give thanks by comparing yourself with other people. Do you know what was in their lives before they died? Do you know why they died this year? Maybe it was God who wanted them to die and they died. So you don't compare yourself to you. You rather say, oh, Father, I thank you that you preserved my life according to your word. Hallelujah. Because according to his word, he said he will keep you. So if God has kept you, it was because of his word, his faithfulness to his word. So you thank God according to his word. All your prayer must be in accordance with the word of God. That is how to pray in the spirit. Amen and amen. But brethren, we have a good help in the Holy Ghost. The Bible says, they preached unto them by the Spirit. That was their secret. That was their secret. That was their secret. They did not do anything without the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. These were mere fishermen. They were mere fishermen. They were not schooled. Actually, the, 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 the Pharisees of those days, they said, sending the early disciples that, these men have not been to school. Uh, they've not been to the ivory towers of education like most of us have been. They've not obtained masters and PhD like some of us are pursuing. Yet still, they were so effective in the assignment God had given them. Why? Because of the Spirit. The Bible says that it is the anointing that makes a difference. But then, you see, just as the Bible says that, you know, get wisdom, get understanding. With all your getting, get wisdom, get understanding. Listen, with all your getting in life, make sure you get the anointing. Make sure you live in the anointing. That is the spirit. Make sure you, because you see, it is the difference maker. Sabo shanda Today, I admonish us all, faith generation. Let's start making use of the great help we have in the Holy Ghost. Amen and amen. 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 Let's make use of the Holy Ghost.
Let's start making use of the Holy Ghost. Let's start making use of His power in our lives. Amen and amen. Let's start making. Let's. How do you use the Holy Ghost? You don't use Him as something you just use and empty. No, you you use the Holy Ghost by submitting to Him. Amen. Through the Word of God and allowing Him to lead you, empower you, and strengthen you. Do all things in the Spirit. In the Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For one, the life you have received is called spirit life. Amen. It's a life that came from the Holy Ghost unto you. The Holy Spirit is the life of God in you as a believer. Somebody say with me, the Holy Spirit of God. Oh, talk to me now. I said, the Holy Spirit of God. Somebody say after me, the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit of God. Is the life of God in me? Is the life of God in me? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! But anyways, I I try to put that out there. Amen and amen. Well, let's get to our, our message for today. It looks like I say every day. Looks like I have two messages, you know, <laughs> before we leave. But let's get to our message today. We are talking about the Christ, the Christ, the Christ. And today we are going to the book of the, the beginnings. That's the book of Genesis. There's something beautiful there we'll see. You see, Genesis is a foundational book. All major truths in the Bible are found in Genesis. The doctrine of God begins in Genesis. The doctrine of the Spirit begins in Genesis. The doctrine of the Holy Ghost begins in Genesis. The doctrine of sin begins in Genesis. The doctrine of the first and last Adam begins in Genesis. Hallelujah. The doctrine of redemption begins in Genesis. The doctrine of Satan begins in Genesis. Everything has a foundation in Genesis. Every major truth you would have. Rapture begins in Genesis. Hallelujah. Somebody say, Pastor Stan, where is rapture in the Bible? In Genesis. I'll show you. The second coming of Christ is in Genesis. Everything is in there. Beautiful. But today what we want to see is the revelation of Christ in Genesis. And we are not going to look far. Right from chapter 1, we are going to see something beautiful there. The Bible says that in the beginning, hallelujah, in the beginning, this beginning was not the beginning of beginnings. In the beginning, before that beginning, God already existed. Hallelujah. The Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And the Bible says that, and darkness was on the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God hovered over the waters. And then God came and said, let there be light. That was the beginning of the revelation of the Christ. Hallelujah. First we see God. Who is God? God is just a title. The term God is just a title. That means supreme being. So in the beginning, the supreme being created the heavens and the earth. Who is this supreme being? Moses asked, if I go and they ask me, who are you? What is your name? Because all the gods of Egypt had names. And even Pharaoh, who was also considered as a god, had a name. 
So he said, if I go in the afternoon, because, you know, there was Baal and Ashtaroth and, and there were all these other gods. They had names identified by their names. and But God will not be limited by a name. So if I go in, they ask me, what is your name? What is your name? I can't say supreme being. What is your name? He says, you tell them, I am that I am. Hallelujah. So in the beginning, I am that I am. Created the heavens and the earth. The Bible tells us that it was without form and voice. Something happened that we are not going to go into the theology of that. But look at this. The Bible says, and I am that I am said, let there be light. Let there be light. And there was light. And the Bible says that he separated the light from the darkness. There was darkness already there. He separated the light from the darkness and he called the light day and he called the, the darkness night. Now I want you to understand something. There's a spiritual revelation in there concerning the Christ and his kingdom and the kingdom of darkness in there. Even though there is also a natural revelation in that we have Day and night, day and night, just side to side every day. Every as you go through your day, you have day and you have night. There's a spiritual revelation therein that I want you to see. When God said light be, in the original it says light be, God was bringing forth his word, which was light. God was bringing forth his word, which was light, the light in him he was bringing forth. Because do you know the darkness that had covered the face of the deep was not just any kind of darkness. It was darkness that had come upon the earth because of the fallen angels and Satan. When God cast them down and they came upon the earth, they had covered the earth with darkness. Hallelujah. But God looked into that darkness, commanded, and spoke forth his light, and brought forth his light. That light was Christ. Hallelujah. And the moment Christ manifested as light, the Bible says God separated the light from the darkness. Light, that's what the Bible says, what fellowship had light with darkness? What fellowship had Christ with Belial, talking about the enemy? Hallelujah. And what fellowship had the temple of God with the temple of idols? So right from the beginning, God placed a distinction. When the Bible says God separated, it means that God placed a distinction between light and darkness. That means that God placed a gulf between Christ and darkness, meaning in this world there's only two things. It's either you are in Christ or you are in the kingdom of the enemy. Hallelujah. And the Bible declares unto us that in the light, this light of Christ, or this light which is Christ, shineth in the darkness and darkness cannot comprehend it. It cannot overpower it. It cannot stifle it. It, it can't stop it. It, it can't quench it. Darkness cannot simply quench it. Hallelujah. 
We are talking about the revelation of the Christ. That was the first time when God brought forth Christ. When I say brought forth, I mean when God revealed the Christ, He revealed Him first as light because you see, the word God spoke became light. And Christ Jesus, before He ever became Christ Jesus, was simply the word. So we come to John chapter number one. The Bible says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Hallelujah. And the Bible goes on to talk about how that through him all things were made and without him was not anything made that was made. When you go back to Genesis, when God was recreating the world, how did he do it? He did it by his word. What word was that? It was the Christ which he had brought forth. It was the Christ which he had spoken forth. Hallelujah. So Christ, the word of God, was that by which it was, it was by him that all things were created. All things were brought forth. And the Bible says, without him was not anything made that was made. Now, before then, by the word God had already created, the angels of old and the and and, and in those days before the the devil became you know the devil, God had created the angels and the Bible says that all things were created for Him and by Him and through Him, and in Him, Hallelujah. <laughs> we are talking about Christ, the revelation of the Christ. I love this one. The Bible says that He upholds all things by the word of His power. That's how God created the world. With the word, with the word, with the word, with the word. The first revelation of Christ was the word which was light. The first revelation of Christ we see in the scripture was the word which was light. The Bible says that this word is what became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And we beheld its glory as the, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father full of grace and truth. Hallelujah. You see, Christ Jesus, the word which was light, simply came from the Father. Why? Because God himself dwells in inapproachable light. Why? Because he himself is light. So he brought himself forth in the person of Christ. That was the first revelation of Christ. As we see in the word of God. As we see in the word of God. The first revelation of Christ as we see in the word of God. And that revelation brought forth the reality of God. Amen and amen. So Christ Jesus the Christos is the reality of God. The Bible says the word became flesh. The word. Which was revealed in Genesis. It became flesh. In, the, in Genesis, when you go a little bit further in, the, in, in chapter 3, the Bible talks about how that same word came walking in the garden in the cool of the day and had fellowship with Adam and Eve. Hallelujah. That word which became flesh was the reality of God. Because you see, how could you ever know this supreme being? He is spirit for one. He is spirit. You can't even see. He dwells in inapproachable light. The Bible says no man had at any time seen the Father. But who has maybe known? It was Christ. The Word. 
who brought forth the reality of God. So that God is no longer that distant being, that that so abstract construct that can never be understood. But he brought forth the reality of God. Hallelujah. So I tell you, dearly beloved, in the kingdom of God, in the realm of the spirit, the only real thing is God's word. Reality is God's word. Christ Jesus is reality. If you are not in Christ, you are not in reality. You are living in shadows. Hallelujah. That is why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. What is the truth? The truth is reality. I am reality. I am reality. Every other thing are but shadows. So as a believer, what does that mean to you? It means that anytime you walk in God's word, you are walking in reality. Nothing is real but God's word. That is why as believers we believe nothing by the word of God because every other thing is a lie. Only God's word is real. Hallelujah. Every other thing is by shadows. They are by shadows. They are but shadows. Only God's word is real. That is why we walk in God's word. And as we walk in God's word, we are walking in the revelation of Christ himself, the reality of God. And because we are walking in the reality of God, we can experience God for real. Hallelujah. Oh, I pray that your spirit man is getting it. Listen, the only real thing is God's word. By which all things were made. Let me tell you, if there's anything ever going to be made in your life, it is going to come out of the word of God as a believer. It is going to come out of God's word. Anything that does not come out of God's way does not exist in the mind of God. Hallelujah. That is what we are admonished several times. To stand fast in the word of truth. Paul said, I commend you unto God and to the word of his grace. The reality of His the, the word which is the, the reality of God, the reality of Christ. Hallelujah. Listen. We do ourselves a great disservice if we walk in any other way. But in the word of God, which is the reality of God. So I can't believe anything. I can't accept anything except it be the word. Except it be the word. They have no foundations, brethren. The only thing that has foundations is God's word. Because it is the reality of God. So, dear beloved, remember in the beginning I said unto you that God made a separation between the revelation of Christ in the beginning, which was the, the light, and darkness about how 
what fellowship had light with darkness and what fellowship had Christ with Belial? The Bible says that you are children of the day. The Bible says walk as children of the day. Why? Because God called the light day. I pray your spirit man is getting this. You are children of the day. Children of the day. What does that mean? You are children of the light. You are children of the Christ. So you live in the day. The night, when the Bible talks about the night, he's talking about the night is when the Bible talks about it always talks about the the evil things that happen at night. Why? Because it is darkness. It is darkness. Not just darkness because you know the light is off. No, 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 no. Darkness because of it has been in it, it is the habitation, the night is the habitation of the devil and his kingdom. The night is the habitation of the devil and his kingdom. That is, that's what the night is. But we are not children of the night. We are children of the day. Hallelujah. That's why we walk in the reality which is God's word. Amen and amen. In every day of our lives. In every day of our lives. Listen, the word of God is the only real thing. The word of God is the only real thing. Today's message is very short. The word of God is the only real thing. Nothing else is real. What you are feeling, you know, sometimes you say, Pastor, you don't know what I am feeling. <laughs> no wonder the Bible says, we walk by faith and not by what? Sensory perception, not by our feet. Because the feeling is not real. It's not real. The reality is what God has spoken, which imparts faith into our lives. The reality is the Word. The reality is Christ. The question is, are you living in the reality or you are living in the shadows? Or you are living in the shadows? Are you living in the reality or you are living in the shadows? Today, I say to you, fake generation, let's live in the reality. Let's live in the reality of God, which is Christ, the Word. Hallelujah. Let's live in the reality of God. For us to know the Father, we have to live and walk in the reality of God, which is the word of Christ. That was the first revelation of who he is in the word. We look in Genesis. There are a number of revelations in there. We'll talk more about them. But that was the first. Amen and amen. I pray for you. The word of God that we talk about every day. Is not, you see, oh my goodness. 
There's a reason why the Bible said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. There's a reason. You see, you fellowship so much with the word, you get caught up. You get caught up. You are caught up into the realm of God. When I say the realm of God, I mean the reality of God. You are caught up into Him. And everything you see in the natural does not mean anything to you. And everything you say, natural man cannot understand it. It's actually foolishness unto them. The Bible says the natural man cannot understand the things of the Spirit. Why? Because they are foolishness unto him. The reason sometimes they wonder at you and they, want, they, they, they can't understand. And they think you are foolish is because, you see, they are natural men. Hallelujah. They are natural men. They are living in the shadows. It is until you come into the reality that your eyes are open to the reality of God. Before you would understand. That is why we are able to say the things we say. In the face of opposition, in the face of trouble, in the face of anything. We able, that's why you see, even when we are weak, we can say we are strong. Even when we are down, we say there is a lifting up in the Lord. Even when we are poor, we say we are rich. Because what we are seeing with our eyes and hearing with our ears are shadows. They are not real. We know the reality and that is the confession of our mouth. Hallelujah. I pray for you today. That may the confession of the reality of God be on your tongue, which is the word of God. May it be on your tongue daily. May you confess only the reality of God. Hallelujah. Come out of the shadows, dearly beloved. Start living in the reality, which is the word. Which is the word. In the name of Jesus. I could go on and on and on, but our time is up. I want to bring my message to a close. You want to lift up your voice. You see, we are going to pray a prayer tonight. The Bible says that God separated the light from the darkness. Because God never wants light to have any fellowship with darkness. So he separated them. You're going to lift up your voice and pray, Oh God. May I continually live in the light, in the reality. May I never walk in darkness, the darkness and the shadows. But may I continually live in the light, in the reality, all the days of my life. Grant me grace to stand firm in the reality, in the name of King Jesus. You see, the Bible says, Come out from amongst them. Come out from amongst them. That's what the Bible talks about, it says in the book of Romans. It says, Come out from amongst them and I'll receive you and I'll be your, I'll be I'll be your God and you'll be unto me the people. God always places a distinction and by that distinction in that in that distinction is your sanctification.
Some of you, in this, after this message, as you go back and you meditate on it, God will tell you not to fellowship with some people. God will tell you point blank that there are some people, stop working with them. Is God saying that be angry at them or be enemies? No, 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 no. It's simple. What fellowship are light with darkness? None. Your only dealing with them is to deliver unto them the word of life, which is Christ Jesus, so that they may come to the saving knowledge of the Christ. What fellowship are the temple of God with the temple of idols? There is always a separation. In that separation is our sanctification, dearly beloved. But the dangerous thing the church is doing now is we are trying to marry the light with the darkness. We are trying hard. When God right from the beginning made a separation and the thing, we are trying now to bridge the gap and marry light with darkness. Mix it up so that there is no difference. No. There has to be a difference. Hallelujah. May we never be caught up in good things, but may we always live in the distinction that Christ has made for us. The reality of God. That is His word. Lift up your voice and begin to pray in the name of King Jesus. Lift up your voice now. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice now. Begin to pray. In the name of Jesus. Masetaka Satalabadosha Dabahate Bosa Andamaita Bondasai. Rabashi Kilimakonda Brustakan.